0: Hello, and welcome to University Challenged with me, your host, Tony Kent. Now, when injury brings a halt to your professional studies, does it spell the end of your career? Not for Matt Skelton. Matt is a finance director with a specialism in technology SMEs and a fascinating career history. A born problem solver, Matt demonstrates the power of reframing a lack of experience as an opportunity to learn and how saying yes to big challenges enabled him to find his niche. In this episode, Matt explains how you can turn concerns about your qualifications into a means to define the type of work that you want to do and how to identify the kinds of people and organisations you want to work with. Hello, Matt. Welcome to University Challenged.
1: Hi, Tony. Thanks for, uh, thanks
0: for this. Well, and thanks for agreeing to come on. So something I asked all guests is for the listeners today and for the listeners to come. Can you please share your name and what it is you do today
1: my name is matt skelton or matthew james skelton if i'm being official when my mum's talking to me and i'm currently a finance director for a small group of it and telecoms companies
0: brilliant and you are our very first finance director so i was excited when you popped up on linkedin i was like
1: yes right oh, no no pressure <laughs>
0: no um So your finance director today, let's go back in time to when you were at secondary school. What was your experience of secondary school?
1: Uh, Really mixed. It was, um, I didn't particularly enjoy primary. Um, So when I got to secondary, I remember the first day is all my, uh, the the schoolmates that I'd had at primary were put into different classes. So that's like day one, you're on your own. You're on your own. (laughs) Made some good friends. And got through through to the sort of GCSE stages, fair enough. Um, Hobby is a lot of playing golf and, and video games, funny enough, being the 80s. Yeah.
0: Um,
1: and then kind of struggled as to, well, what am I going to choose? Yeah. And a, a great deal of guidance within the family, We're not particularly academic. Mm-hmm. Um, my brother's more academic than me. <laughs> so I was stuck as to what to choose, but I did read a lot. Yeah. Uh, not particularly high quality, but okay. I read a lot and I watched yeah. a lot of telly. Yeah. And I was a big fan of all creatures, great and small.
0: Yeah. Who wasn't?
1: <laughs> yeah, loved it. Loved animals. I thought, yeah, right, be a vet. So I got yeah. like sciences, triple science in my GCSEs. Sorry. O levels. So I'm getting confused because the kids do GCSEs now. So. Yeah. Was well, the last year of uh, O levels. Yeah. And did my sciences along with several other ones and was okay with maths and English even and um, then looked into veterinary surgery a bit deeper and thought oh, i can't do that that's that's going to be years and years and years and i hadn't researched it properly ah. so around this time as i'm finishing my low levels yeah i looked on to another program this sounds really silly trading places yes and Excellent. Um, another classic and my mum on my mother's side there was a member of the family that was a stockbroker ah and i got obsessed with it i got yep. obsessed with the markets because we're now in that that big era in the mid 80s where things were just lifting off yeah so, i mean god knows what else and i thought right change of tack i'm going to leave school at 16 and get a job in the stock exchange as um on the trading floor so
0: and well, out out of interest um whereabouts in the country did you grow up
1: oh in um in south Hertfordshire, southwest hearts so around the kind of watford area yep work, well, which is yeah amazing. so we can no. quite easily so I thought, yeah. Yeah, it's me
0: yeah and yeah. i remember that time because it was there was like you say there was loads of money and people were making a fortune in the city and they were saying come be a trader you don't need to have gone to uni. Yep. Um, okay, so you were gonna to go to a trading floor, which the thought of that terrifies me.
1: Oh yeah, so I, asked, I, took, I dragged mum into, into town, we got a terrible brown suit from BHS. <laughs> and the next thing was we're hurtling up um, the stock exchange in their incredibly fast lift. And I spoke to yep. the careers guy and he just leant across the table and he goes, go back to school young man, it's not, not now, you're not right. ready. So that was a quick trip to London. I came back and thought, well, I'd better pick some A levels and fast. Yeah. Time was getting on. So I thought, well, now I like this avenue, but I'm gonna do politics, economics, and maths. Yeah.
0: Completely
1: really different attack. And I contacted a few people in the Financial Futures Exchange or Life, which is yeah. again City of London to trade in commodities. Yeah. Hooked up with um who was then Morgan Grenfell. Yeah. And they said, okay, right, you do those A-levels, we'll get you on a contract, come up to London, have a day on the floor, see how yeah. you like. And it was amazing, and I was just absolutely hooked. So I thought, right, that's it. That's what yeah. I'm going to do, leave after my A-levels, Yeah, go trading in commodities. And, of course, it was the Black Monday in kind of 87, Um and in about '88, Morgan Grenfell finally said, can't do it anymore costs were getting too high and i got the phone call in the summer after my a-levels getting ready to join say sorry mate it's off right and that was that was hard to take yeah so I, I don't have a plan um yeah everyone had said yeah well, you should go to Uni." yeah why wouldn't you i got an a in my economics so an economics wow made perfect yeah. sense um i was predicted a lot lower than that but it mm-hmm. was Many people might know economics is a jigsaw, and it wasn't until the very last minute that they kind of all slotted together. Like,
0: Um, yeah,
1: Yeah. I had some regrets. My friends were going off to uni, um, and I had friends that were working for a living. And I thought, what what do I do? Mm. And I was in my dad's shop. He's he's been; he had a shop since the early seventies, dealing with white goods like um, hoovers and washing machines. And my cousin and I used to repair and run the shop on weekends. And I thought, I don't know what to do, Dad. I'm mm. stuck. And his accountant was in the back room, surrounded by hoovers doing their books.
0: Yeah.
1: I just sat around and said, why don't you do accounting? And I said, just what? I'm trying to laugh at him a bit. And yeah. he said, no, no, seriously. He says, if it's all going wrong, you're good at maths and things. Why don't you come to my office and have a look around? Yeah. And I had nothing else lined up. So I said, OK, let's do that. I found myself in an old accountant's kind of office, lots of boxes everywhere, lots of paper. Yeah. And, well, I could do the job. I don't know whether I'd really like it yet. Yeah. What else should I do? Let's apply my skills to something I think I can do.
0: Yeah.
1: So next step, careers fair, walking around, met the managing partner of a local firm of accountants in Watford. Mm -hmm. And he said, what have you got? So I laid out my... Very brief CV, because okay. So normally we're taking on graduates, but there is a non graduate path. Yeah. Um, it's a four year training contract rather than three.
0: Yeah.
1: And you need to get yourself um, a, service, a certificate at the local uni, which was then a polytechnic. Yeah. Do it for a year and then we'll put you on training contract if you get the required score. Yeah. So I spent a year driving to and from the, um, what's now the University of Hertfordshire. Yeah. So Polly back then and scraped a, a merit because what yeah. I was doing then was oh, I'm very capable at doing not so good at knuckling down studying and completing pieces of work Okay. so like I imagine many of the people that you speak to might be more that way inclined give me the yeah. job to do yeah. the enough to read and I joined them and uh, spent four years Working in a in the county practice, so taking right. my exams. Um, took me two attempts to get through the first one because there were two. Yeah. Um, again, it was law that I wasn't particularly keen on.
0: It's yeah.
1: Lots of reading. So I got through that part, but in the middle of my training contract, I stood in for somebody playing indoor football and tore my knee um, quite badly. Yeah. That put me out of work. They all paid, but paid, okay, but, pay, but had to be at home for yeah. about three months oh wow and that kind of knocked knocked the mind and
0: yeah
1: how am I going to get back on and try and catch up with the others yeah got back to work by which time I'm training graduates that are coming in one two years after me um being paid less than them but that's the chance you take
0: yeah
1: and um got a bit further towards the end of the training contract and did the knee again it wasn't properly repaired oh no and that really hurt because I had to give up my two favorite things, which were martial arts and drumming, because I was in a band at the time.
0: Yeah.
1: Also playing in the evenings and working in the day. Yeah. And that shattered my confidence at that point. I, I had a stab at the final exams and then I thought, I can't do it. Mm-hmm. The training partner took me aside very nicely. And he said, look, we're not going to extend your training contract. Really mm-hmm. sorry. It's been great to have you here because mm-hmm. I know you do the job, but you haven't got the certificates that are going to be required. Good luck. So if i find myself wandering down Watford High Street, wondering what I'm going to do next.
0: And out of interest, so as you say, you had a training contract and you were doing the job. Yeah. And it, it, was it that the certificates or certification was necessary from a um, legislative Sort of point of view or was it just what the firm preferred to have
1: um I, I, it might be a combination but to work in a chartered practice you need to have your chartered account right so that yeah. allow me to actually sign off audits and ah. that's absolutely mandatory you no know, i could do the job to the to the car's getting home it was, yeah. uh, I was specialized in putting pieces back together again what we used to call bin bag jobs <laughs>
0: Uh, yeah, talk to me about that because I remember when we sort of spoke just before the podcast, and I, so I've got this image of someone coming in with a bin liner full of receipts and just shaking them out.
1: Someone in the trades, they've, they've managed to cobble together as much as they've got statements and checkbook stubs. Yeah. There it goes, brick dust and all on your desk. Yeah. With a pad, make a set of accounts. And I love
0: it. Uh, yeah, see, for me, I'm just like, oh, it actually makes me feel a little bit panicky, but. For you, you've got your jigsaw going on. Right?
1: Yeah, yeah. And, and I think this was becoming a theme. It was
0: yeah
1: taking something that wasn't quite right and yeah remoulding it, and fitting it back together to make something right, a fixer. And that might even go back to when I was working for my dad and putting Hoover's back together and fixing mm. washing. So it might yeah. be a, a running theme. So yeah. I, I left there and I did a bit of, of labour for a few days. Yeah. I, I did the most bizarre um, corporation tax return for quite a big company when I was not very good at but mm-hmm. purely by relying on old contacts that I'd had in tax.
0: Yeah.
1: And cut through that. And the people I did the tax return for were a, a recruitment firm that put me in touch with a small IT business um, based near Watford. Yeah. And they said they're looking for someone... Um, uh, sorry, I got my story around the wrong way. The first step was that they introduced me to... Someone in the railway network during privatization.
0: Ah, okay, yeah.
1: Lose nearly two years there very quickly. <laughs> so I went to the interview and said, "What? What is it they're after? Well, I'm an assistant to the financial accountants. Yeah. So, right, they can do that. So they've been broken away from the main railway network. They've got to yeah. do all their own processes. They've got to split out their own systems. Mm. It's a massive change, which a lot of people might remember from the, the early 90s. Yeah. And it was, it was bizarre, because um, there were people with no experience in, in accounting, various other functions being brought into a head office, come mm. out to the booking offices to do this this work now, because it has become a, a business, if you like. Yeah. And it was, it was quite strange. So I found myself going from devising and implementing anything from just reconciliations that they didn't have through to some spreadsheet-based systems that really got me fully into Excel. Yeah very interesting and then I ended up as a treasury manager yeah but don't ask me how these did they just seem to I said yes but an opportunity came up yeah yeah and there's a, a fantastic lady that I'd like to pay homage to I won't mention her name to embarrass her but she gave me the opportunity like, yeah Matt you can do it don't worry about what's on your CV you can do it yeah um, and I was given the task of taking two manual cash offices in two locations that were at the risk of being burgled yeah been out then or smashed up with a JCB, yeah, obliged them, come up with a computer software program. Yeah. So we could do all of the passenger accounting for about 85 stations. Wow. Um just before that, I'd had to then manage the, the cash collection of these 85 stations yeah. with like a secure task kind of arrangement.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. And I'm a pause of, how am I doing this? What how have I ended up here? Yeah with any of this. But we did it, and I was 25 at the time, and I was suddenly involved with redundancy programmes, the unions, some negotiation over working time.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: computerization, retrain the staff. Yeah. And it was a real just deep end. And yeah, so in your much...
0: mid-twenties, wow.
1: Yeah, and at the same time, I was still in the band.
0: Okay, yeah. <laughs> You've got to tell us what the band was called. I need to know.
1: The first band was called The Unknown,
0: yeah okay
1: yeah um this band was called wicker w-i-c-c-a um, oh
0: right
1: okay yeah so we and um, we played for about 10 years i think it was So it was oh. great but yeah i was still basically a drummer yeah and it was actually my guitarist who said, you say you're not an accountant mate you're a drummer that knows how to do maths and it was like <laughs> cheers <Yeah. laughs> like point, so we we um got to the end of two years and done all the centralization work and then another wave of redundancies was coming, and mm. I was taken aside and said, look, we're going to have to lose a few of your team, but keep you on. Mm. And I said, I can't do that. And I said, I can't do that, because the load on, it's just going to be too much. So I chose to take voluntary at that point. Mm-hmm. And at this point, I then go to an IT firm.
0: Yeah.
1: So same same people i would spoken to two years prior. Yeah. Um, and it's what I affectionately, very affectionately call the Failed Accountants Club.
0: Okay. <laughs>
1: we were a group of accountants, those on the consultancy side anyway, that would implement yeah. systems, ERP, mm-hmm. yeah. CRM, and any other three letters I can not think of yeah. systems, manufacturing, and it was it was fantastic. Yeah. Uh, the, the owner took me aside; he trained me all up on payroll software. Yeah. yeah. We're gonna take all of your accounting experience and we funnel it into the systems. Yeah. So finance director is going to want to buy an account system from an accountant yeah. to implement it and understand the business
0: yeah but
1: it was broader than that because training it was a lot of travel it was design work on anything from templates to screens interfaces yeah so it got the creative side of me back out which is yeah. great and i love training people i love going to people's businesses finding out how they worked Mm -hmm. how I could hopefully make their working lives better, improving processes. And I must have seen over seven years about, I don't know, 100 different companies, I suppose.
0: Yeah,
1: wow. Um, South coast up to Edinburgh and beyond. Yeah. Um, And it was very rewarding. The Mm. company was only going to get to a certain size. And I decided that I should probably move on. And there was one of our customers um, I spoke to their company secretary, and she said, would you, if you're thinking of leaving, fancy joining join our team? We need a financial controller. I can't do this forever.
0: Yeah.
1: Doing the books for, for years and years and years. Yeah. And me being me, yeah, let's do it.
0: <laughs> yeah, I could do that. Yeah, okay.
1: And I had an interview with their accountant on the phone, and he said, well, talk me through your qualifications. Said, oh, no. <laughs> so I so talked him through the experience. Um. And again, it's the second great lady in my career that has said, no, we want, we want mm. Um, So I joined them as a financial controller with a team of six. Yeah. Who were affectionately called admin by most of the business, even though they were doing accounts works, but it was just one of those, hello admin. And, thought,
0: and, the, and yet they know, like, they know things about the business that other people do not. They're very powerful, very powerful.
1: And uh, strangely, we were situated in the middle of an open office and everything yeah. Everything goes through through accounts. Everything goes through finance. And I thought, I'm going to elevate the team. A, they're the finance team. They're not admin. Yeah. yeah. They deal with quite a lot. Yeah. A few weeks in, um, our second child was born. And um, they said, right, we're doing an acquisition. It starts being in the, in the offing. <laughs> I had another, oh, cold moment. Yeah. my head. My head. I said, have you done acquisitions before? I said, no. Right. Well, we've got one. It's burning hot. It's a place up, up in Yorkshire. Yeah. And um, um, you need to lead on the corporate finance side of things, negotiate with the banks about okay. funding behind it, carry out the due diligence with our external accountants, mm-hmm. and we've got to land it, you know, within a few months. Yeah. So then I learned fairly fast, and <laughs> fortunately, the next thing I'm in rooms discussing um, financial structures with two or three lenders. Yeah. And we tied it up. We did the visits to and from the office and lots of due diligence work mm. to the acquisition, yeah. which added about another third onto the, onto the size of the company. Yeah. Um, and then I've got a team up in Yorkshire as well as one down in down in the south. Yeah. Um, and so continues from, from financial controller to head of finance where I was on the management team. Yeah. With the owners of the business, all of whom – similar to me, had not gone down the university route. So mm. is- and
0: what do you think that kind of, is there anything about that that you feel might have been sort of striking or advantageous in the way that you operated or how you I, work with others?
1: I think from a lot of the entrepreneurs and business owners that I've met, and I'll go back to the IT company, mm and it's not that all entrepreneurs come from a certain background they very very mixed but there's, there was a spark there's something not out of adversity but I'm going to do well regardless. Yeah. and it might not agree with the education system mm. and the, number, the number of brilliant engineers or sales guys or, or technical yeah. people that haven't gone down that route but they yeah. break wide in such a way that they see opportunities and they, they can go for them
0: Yeah,
1: certainly not a one, one size fits all but it was just coincidental that the guys I was working for, again, yes. uh, qualifications are fine, but what do you like at doing the job? Can you do this, this and this?
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, Which is what a lot of employees are saying right now. I think we see it a lot in the when the news where they...
1: We do. Sometimes
0: <laughs> employees expect too much. They say, well, I'm getting a grad because they can come and just do it. And you're like, no, you need someone that... No, do yeah. the job
1: yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> effective affectionately called dbc or dustbin criteria when we're pouring through cvs uh, yeah. Uh, yeah
0: yeah
1: so because you might have so many yeah um,
0: yeah
1: and one turning point i think was we we did a, uh, an apprenticeship program trying to take on mm. like six apprentices for a period of three years one cohort every year mm. and it's interesting seeing the, the, these young guys coming in that weren't going down the degree route, mm. and again a real mixed bag you could spot those mm. kids, no school is not for me, or higher education or further education not for me. Mm. But I'll be very capable at working in technology. Mm. That was an interesting observation yeah. to go through. <gasps> so um, it was, it, it was going fantastic, and then became finance director on the on the main board. And yeah. companies then, or the main shareholders, were looking to sell.
0: Yeah,
1: another big task. Have you sold a business before? <laughs> no. <laughs> Can you, can you help me do it?
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Add it to the list. Um, yeah. That was a, a real roller coaster, really was.
0: From mm.
1: Potential private equity firms to um, a management buyout or MBO or MBI and buy in, with yes. different, different terms to get used to.
0: Yeah.
1: And again, dealing with other people on the management team on how the shareholdings would work, and they got mm. very contentious because it's money and it's it's hmm. especially for the owners this is yes this is it and it's, yeah. a, it's a big deal
0: yeah
1: um we got there in the end and yeah. ironically got bought out by a yorkshire right and yeah. uh, several years ago we bought a company in a
0: yorkshire. company in yorkshire uh, uh, and how did you because you said you know you've been asked have you ever done an acquisition no i can learn have mm. you ever sold a business think no but I can learn so um h- who did you sort of lean on for advice where did you go to
1: question mm. not many people um I think you'd, you'd, if you have my parents out here they might say that I've never really asked for help mm. always wanted to find find my own way yeah um and right through even to today I, I do lean on you know my team a bit but if mm. it's something that i think i need to find the answer to this i'm going to find it out and one thing i always like to put in the school curriculum is is not for kids to know stuff it's to know how to find the answers
0: yes and yeah yeah and not to thi- uh, as we're told wikipedia is not the truth <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, I don't rely on one source. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, don't rely on one source. In fact, that would be fairer. Yeah.
1: Um,
0: yeah. So you've got a real problem-solving kind of nature.
1: It goes back to the jigsaws and the incomplete yeah. work or bin bags. um, yeah. and washing machines.
0: Yeah.
1: And, and even other system problems in the IT company. And, and it's through our previous chat, it got me, got the brain whirring, thinking about what am I? Yeah. Um, Regardless of the degree, it would have been fantastic. I would have, I would have loved it. Didn't quite, didn't quite happen. Um, there's a bit I haven't mentioned, which is the MBA.
0: Ah, oh, yes.
1: God, the MBA. So, 2015, I had a chat with a very good mentor of mine, and he'll yes. know this because he was in the the external accounting firm that I leaned on very heavily. At yes. my I was a finance director. Great friend. Yes. And he said to me, "Matt he says if the business sells, you could be in trouble. Right. I says you're not a fully qualified accountant. You're not okay. a chartered secretary. You could be left high and dry, or you'd be right. scratching around for jobs. Yeah, that did scare me. And mm. um, long story short, applied to Hansi and E for an MBA, uh, an executive MBA. Yeah, I thought I could I could do this, I, I know most of this stuff mm. anyway. To, I think." There's going to be a whole layer that's going to fill so many gaps in my knowledge. Um, And I got a scholarship with a wonderful MBA director there.
0: Mm.
1: And she said to me, so we get you, we get your why you want to do this, mm. which is more for yourself than necessarily career progression, which is why yeah. you might do an MBA. But it was hard. Three children. Um, yeah. Well, work-life balance was all over the shop, trying to fit in study in that awkward triangle was just yeah. very, very hard. Yeah. I loved going in there on the weekends because you'd have to go Friday, Saturday, Sunday
0: Yeah.
1: To back to work on the Monday. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was very obvious of people could do it, they seemed to just take it in their stride, many of them graduates who mm-hmm. had been through that process, that understood about research, yeah. putting these things together. and I, I did feel had imposter syndrome at that point. Mm. I felt out of my depth even though in every class I'd contribute I was teaching yeah. about experiences in business yeah lots of the people there were from public sector so it's a good insight for them
0: yeah
1: and I had was it two attempts that I, they, they let me rest and go back in dealing with some family um, stuff so mm. in the end and it was only in, about a year ago I had to say I'm not going to complete it yeah. Reprioritize family in particular um, and focus on, on work and the home. Mm. And it was a real, it was a very upsetting day, I won't lie, when mm. I finally said, I, I can't do it, but I, that's me finally admitting that I need to go and do the, do the job, Yeah, go and do the job, earn the money, I'm, I'm perfectly okay with my current, current career, current job, it's great, Mm. Uh, but it was something I wanted to do just for me
0: yeah but
1: hurdles get in the way whether it was me back then and for me I said am I making excuses for me not being able to finish these things and I thought, maybe I am but maybe I shouldn't kid myself that I'm not going to be that academic
0: and did you think like you say um, you'd had an opinion offered to you that was you probably need an MBA mm. Um what what have you come kind of to come out of that process? Thinking, do you? I, does it I, actually matter? Was it what you really wanted?
1: I'll tell you what. I've, I've got the. I could have a lovely thing on the wall.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, I could look at it and some letters after my name. Mm. The the value I got out of it was huge. The people that I mixed with and that I learned off. Mm. The the material that we were given, the tasks, it was great. Even if I don't come out with a, with a piece of paper qualification at the end, that experience mm. taught me so much to then take back into, into my sector. Yeah. Whereas, was sort of insight into people, um, people management, strategy in particular. Yeah. Management theory, not necessarily the financials, marketing and a better appreciation of, of that. So it, it was a great, really good experience. I just don't have the badge at the end of it.
0: But yeah. Hmm. And um, what do you think has kind of held you in good stead throughout your career? And actually, one thing that we did speak about previously um, was, I think, did you say there'd been a, a process where you feel that going through all of this, you've understood where your kind of niche is and where you belong and can add the most value
1: very much so it took a long time yeah. uh, and, <laughs> but it, it was a, a series of hurdles and mm. no, i don't know where it where it stems from it must be a, a family trait because my, my parents are self-employed yeah we have a whole ton of self-employed people we don't know many corporate types if that's, yeah so that was in our bones so mm. that you find your way regardless of what happens you don't give up. and that has been a core that there have been some strife along the way but you don't give up and you say yes to opportunities when they when they arise don't mm-hmm. necessarily doubt whether you can do something if if a person has faith in you and me a long time to realize if they have faith in you then you can do it yeah because often it's the other person that's asking you can see something that you can't yeah that's gone deep is not it yeah
0: but but i think that is like a little bit of (laughs) i don't know magic um but i think it is that sense of because lots of people will say like you said have you ever done that position before and some people like they would go no i haven't and i'm afraid or you say Mm -hmm. no i haven't but i can learn but rarely do we think that the reason you're being asked that question is because someone actually sees that you could do it, or they would like you to do that.
1: And that's something I've taken from all the years. When I recruit mm. or when I'm in, in post with a team that might lack in confidence, mm. <laughs> it's that you, you can do it. If I can see that I can do it, it's just keep encouraging, mm. keep encouraging them. Because I had that faith put in me by multiple people in multiple roles. Yeah, I think, and you said about who did I lean on, I suppose it, it was... Each of those managers and colleagues that were pleased with what you did and how you did it. Yeah. And so the CV becomes not a bottom section where you list out got these certificates. It's all the stuff above. It's all that experience that you build up. Mm. So all I probably suggested. I said the youngsters today is yeah just don't don't give up. Doesn't it, not say so doesn't matter, but people see value in others. Um, yeah and you've got to have faith in in other
0: people, I think, and believe them. Yeah, and as you say, you're in a position where you're a finance director, which a lot of people might think that that career path is not open to them if they haven't gone to uni or done certain qualifications. Um, So that in itself, I think is really Interesting. Does it, the the fact that you said you uh, aren't a chartered accountant, is that right?
1: Yeah.
0: Is that, so how, how does that shape the sort of role that you do?
1: It, it massively limits it if you want to go above a certain level. Yeah. You were saying about my niche. My niche is in the, the, the SME, SMB space. Yeah. To owner-manage businesses because that's my past. That's yeah. what I get and that's what I love being involved in. Yeah. I'm never going to go corporate for two reasons. One, I probably won't be allowed in. <laughs> two, um don't like it. It's, yeah. Don't, I don't want to be just someone in a box on a huge org chart. It's, just, it's not. Yeah. Right. So it has restricted various avenues. And, and when we sold the, the last business and I was freelancing for a while, that got quite nerve wracking because every job application, you know how LinkedIn works, so you've got 90% of the skills, yeah, but you lack like 10% of the qualification. So yeah. that various avenues are being chopped away. Mm. I thought, well, do I move across to an ops director or some other facet commercial director? Mm. I thought, no, 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 I'm a finance director, that's what I deal with.
0: Yeah,
1: But with a, with a huge bend towards technology. And, yes. And that, I think the technology side of it has really held me in good stead. Yeah. Because I'm a 51 year old nerd that loves, <laughs> loves training people how to use systems and get to yeah. improve their work experience. that again, makes sense.
0: Yeah, it does. And I think it's really interesting to hear, like you say, you've got that skill set, which is you, um, I had you know you were an accountant who could sell accounting systems and people would want to buy them from you because you had the relevant experience of doing the job um, and I keep coming back to that puzzle thing sort of in my mind where you've understood well these are my skills these are the kind of people I want to work with these are the sort of businesses that I am best able to support this is where I don't want to work um, so you've kind of put it all together and gone well yeah, that makes the picture of where I fit.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah, absolutely, and uh, a long, a long journey to find out. And yeah, I think I might have mentioned last time we spoke one of the big, got a corporate, now, like from mm. the MBA was when we were doing strategy, mm. and we did quite a long piece on a guy called Michael Porter and a guy called Henry Mintzberg and their approach to strategies and yeah thought to be very analytical built lots of nice models including squares and triangles so this this is how strategy works
0: mm-hmm.
1: and Henry Mintzberg's kind of said no, that's rubbish it's all emergent one so right. thing fails you go that direction so your picture is is, is this
0: yeah
1: hallelujah like, an alleluia yeah, yeah. and um, oh. I said that's that's life that's real I could draw you a nice picture about how we would like things to be yeah but, but that's not how it works. and like like the all chart, all charts don't work in straight lines. there's all sorts of crossovers and god. knows.
0: Yeah, well, I'll put a link to that study yeah. in the show notes and um I suppose as a final question um and it depends whether you can talk about this what what's kind of next? what where do you think life might take you be out on the road? reforming wicca
1: <laughs> god knows oh yes well we have we, we tried that several of us moved away to different areas but we, we we're well overdue a catch-up especially given the whole last two years where yeah and we, we moved house just beginning just before lockdown yeah um for schooling and god knows what else so that's yeah i want to go back and revisit some of my past as yeah. for working i'm very happy where i am yeah I try, because you've probably gathered now, I don't make a plan. Mm. I'm not going to plan next year, year after. We'll see how it goes. Yeah. And the main thing is keeping the kit bag fresh, up-to-date. Yeah. The skills, and especially being in technology,
0: it's
1: advantageous because I, I have to keep up. Yeah. Well, keep up the kits, for one thing, but I have to keep up in my career. Um, yeah. Accounts will never go out of date. They're still going to have to be done. Technology is not gonna disappear, it still needs to, to work. So Yeah. I kinda of protected myself, I think. Future proof yeah. to an extent. But no, I'm not planning what I'm gonna do in five years time or ten years' time. No I think I'm on my third midlife crisis now. So <laughs> I've finally got the two seater roof down so we can fly around the lanes, my wife and I.
0: Yeah.
1: It's a good That's what i bad, bad to do, is yeah. yeah. Smell the roses a bit more. Yeah. But serve my company that I work for well and, and my team without whom I wouldn't have a job.
0: Yeah, brilliant, love it. Well, um, thank you for, for offering me up some of your time today and um, sharing your story. I really appreciate it.
1: No problem at all. Right. Thanks, Matt. Thank you, Tony.